What's up, Internet? Welcome to a Clarusless, for now, nightly morning show. Because my name is Nerdy. We get nerdy nightly. <laughs> we thought we'd share it with you. That is right. Welcome back to the nightly morning show. Guys, I, Clarus is dealing with a phone call at the moment, and so I don't know how to start the show. Because the first question we always ask here is, how you doing, Clarus? What, what's new, you know? And she's she's not here. So let's uh, let's say hi to chat. Uh, Rhiannon Cates. Rhiannon Cates, hello. Tythonisk, Half-Blood Tara, Richard Sim 7, Rock Mage 1, so many numbers, so many friends in the chat. Want to say a good nightly morning show morning to you all. Thanks for being here. Uh, we're, we have some news to talk about. We have stuff going on. Clarus is just not here. Blue, what's up? Love seeing the Nargs in the chat. What's up to our Nargs? The members of our YouTube channel. Uh, y'all, it's, it was a crazy weekend. Since Clarus isn't here, can I talk football? Am I allowed to, like, talk football because there's no Clarus? I think that's the rules, right? Because I want to bring up, y'all... Uh, I want to bring up how crazy it was to watch Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady lose at the same time, same weekend. It, it brought me, it brought me some joy. Definitely brought me some joy. Uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers losing this weekend. <laughs> I didn't know how much joy it was gonna bring me, but like. <laughs> Uh, after the whole, like, oh, no, I'm I'm not vaccinated, I'm immunized thing with Rodgers, and just the last 22 years of Tom Brady, I'm, I, I don't have any great dislike for Tom Brady, I just, I'm a Giants fan, and so, like, you know, those North, the, those Northeastern states, we, we've had to deal with him for so long, and it just brings me joy to watch him lose. Really, it really does. Um, well, you guys are saying the beginning gets cut off for you? I wonder if that's a part of the stream the way like this stream works on youtube maybe we'll go to like a just starting screen for a few seconds but and then we'll come into the show in the future the entire country united enjoy y'all there were so many jokes about aaron Rodgers losing that game that they, they were they were just too prepared like comedians were too ready for aaron Rodgers not to win that game um but uh yeah god it was good it was a good weekend for football crazy games three road losses and i have a wife sorry oh my gosh y'all babe i don't know how to do the show without you it's really hard <laughs> sure i'm sure you're great hi yeah hi what your shirt like looks inside out but like in an intentional way it's interesting yeah okay hey. uh this is the nightly morning show and we have a clarus which means i can finally ask the all-important question of the week how you doing clarus Ah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm good. I was not expecting Amazon to call at 10.59 being like, hi, can't find your place. I mean, I was expecting them to call because they can never find the place. But Yeah, they can never find this apartment. But I wasn't expecting it to do it as it's supposed to be here for the show. Is so. this an apartment? It's, It's yes. like not, right? Well, it's not like an apartment building, but like we rent an apartment in like a townhouse complex. Okay. I don't know. It's one of those weird things where, like, I've only ever had small shoe boxes. That mm. now that we have space, I'm like, I don't know what to call it anymore. <laughs> You're like, this is not an apartment. Too this, many square there's feet. floors. Yeah. I have different floors. Mm -hmm. I can go. I I don't have to go into common space to go down my own stairs. This yeah. is so. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I one of the things I love about being so close to thirty is that the dumbest shit excites me now. Like genuinely, the dumbest things get me so excited to be alive. And one of them is that like I have a basement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like twenty four year old me, it would be like, "Why are you excited about this, you <laughs> old man?" We have a nice vacuum. Like <laughs> we have that. We have a nice vacuum, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love having a nice vacuum. Mm-hmm. We're getting old. <laughs> I've never owned a vacuum before. Yeah, I've only had one vacuum. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, like... Well, my, my parents had a vacuum. Yeah. Um, but then I lived in these small... Why would I vacuum? My grandparents gave me this, like, 30-year-old vacuum when I Oof. moved to Toronto, and it did not do <coughs> anything. No, my parents still use the same vacuum from when I was a kid. And it has this long cord that's, like, 100 feet long. And you just, <laughs> you, like, hold the... You put the cord over your shoulder, and you, like, unwrap how much you need, and you just, like, plug it in somewhere, and they just vacuum the whole house from that one plug. Hmm. It's probably a huge health hazard. Like yeah, that, that thing cable needs to be burned. We're lucky. We're lucky we never had any like significant <laughs> issues. Um, but this is the oh. nightly morning show mm-hmm. uh, where we talk about the the world of news, the world of uh, content, uh, shenanigans, what other things? Yeah. Um, and uh, before we get into it today, uh, I just want to mention uh, to everyone who is concerned, uh, we have actually started watching Arcane. Uh, we're three <laughs> to, episodes in. To everyone who is concerned, yes. Frankenbeans, we are three episodes into Arcane. Mm-hmm. Uh, your great national nightmare has come to an end. And um, we will have a video. Well, I, I don't know what we're going to do. We might do like a live spoiler chat when we're done it or something. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but that's not really news because that show is old as Hell, at well, this it's point, like a month old. Oh yeah, but <laughs> it's ancient. Uh, where do you want to start today? Do you want to start with video game news? Do you want to start with movie news? Do you want to start with what? What kind of news do you want? Video games. Video game news. All right, y'all. Let's go. Let's go to the big story of the week. We're a little bit behind on this one, obviously, because we record Monday mornings. Mm-hmm. But the big news of the week is that Microsoft has purchased Activision Blizzard King for sixty-eight point seven billion dollars. And the world erupted with a, a, a unified, just make it 69. It's so much funnier <laughs> if it's 69. Why not just say 69? Yeah. You were so close, Microsoft. You're so close. You could have you you done it, but uh, you only half-assed it, and you didn't use your whole ass, and honestly, yeah. we're disappointed. Yeah, I, I, they're living up to the whole Microsoft name, right? Um, wow. But, uh, yeah, Clarissa, uh, what, it, what, it, what was your knee-jerk reaction before you thought about it, what was your knee-jerk reaction to hearing that? My knee-jerk reaction was like, does that make them a monopoly? <laughs> Which is crazy because they're not at all. They're the third largest. Um, I, I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, I think Microsoft, by technical definition of a monopoly, no. Uh, the, the thing about Microsoft that gets complicated mm-hmm. is that they now own the, like, the software side, the hardware side of gaming with Xbox, and they own uh, with Windows and um, and Game Pass and all that, and they own the studios that actually make the games. And so in terms, like, they, they own, like, the entire means of production for video gaming for mm. a large section of the gaming community, right? I guess. They don't sell, like, PC parts, at least, but... Yeah, but you can't, like, unless you're going to game on a Linux... And look, uh, Valve is working their ass off to get as many Linux... Uh, as many of their uh, library titles on Linux as possible before the Steam Deck comes out. Mm-hmm. Until Linux is a legitimate competitor for Windows, PC gaming, 
which it just isn't right now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and or if macOS becomes a legitimate competitor, which it I don't think it ever will. I don't see macOS ever being a legitimate competitor. Microsoft owns Windows, right? You yeah. can you can Asus can make a graphics card, but that graphics card has to be compatible with Windows, right? And so Microsoft is right. Microsoft now owns kind of i I'm not going to say a majority, but a near majority on almost every level of gaming. And so to say it's not a monopoly, it, it kind of is in, yeah. in a lot of ways. And there isn't a competitor that could possibly compete. Sony could not put together a competitor for Game Pass if they tried at this point. There aren't enough studios left. Mm-hmm. Microsoft already bought them. Yeah. And I think that's what it was, right? It was this rush to, like, I think that's what Game Pass was always going to be. Mm-hmm. Was this acqui- acquisition of as many like like a a a, a far enough spread of games and companies that even even when somebody makes a competitor for Game Pass, mm-hmm. it will happen that they will they will not be able to really hold a candle to it in 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 the same sense, right? Yeah, you know, there, I think there will definitely be. Um, Game Pass like subscriptions or perhaps uh, more niche areas of the gaming industry mm-hmm. or or you know it just keep it really small and you charge less that's always an option but Game Pass is always and forever I think going to be the biggest competitor out there. Game Pass is going to change everything now yeah. because I uh, Titan is in our chat is saying what pisses me off is those uh, with those buys is that some franchises I like will never be on PS5. I they will. They will, but you're going to be playing Game Pass on your PS5 within four years. Four years. I, I, the, the only way this makes sense is if you can, the, the, or, or their goal, Microsoft's goal is rather, is they have to be aiming towards putting Game Pass on everything. Yeah. And that means PlayStations as well, which means PlayStations yeah. will essentially be Xboxes. Well, and, and like Sony is going to have to end up paying out the ass to have that um, on their devices, right? Because they're gonna, they're going to want to continue to sell uh, PlayStations and games for it. However, it, if people are just gonna, if people are like, "Well, I want Game Pass," so that puts PlayStation out of the question. Like mm-hmm. that's a problem for Sony. I don't know. I don't think Sony would have to pay anything. I think Microsoft I think so. would gladly allow Game Pass on. Playstations for free because here's the thing: Microsoft doesn't mm-hmm. care about my, uh, about Xbox sales. Obviously, they True. do. They want to sell the ones that they make. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, their goal is to put Game Pass in every home in North America, right? And then uh, ultimately the world. Yeah. Th- their goal is to have as many people on Game Pass as possible. They're not going to charge Sony for if if Sony's like, oh, fine, we'll let people pay for your service on our platform. Yeah. Microsoft will jump at that opportunity. Right now, Sony doesn't want to do that because then why buy a PS5? Yeah, it's true. We do know for a fact that, like, uh, Microsoft, their major concern is not Xbox console sales. Mm -hmm. They don't make a ton of money off of that. No, their margins are super low. Yeah, Yeah, they don't actually really care about selling Xboxes in comparison to things like Game Pass, right? Game Pass is what's going to make them money. Uh, Rockman just saying they disagree. I would wager that Game Pass never goes to PS5. I, I, it's definitely possible that it doesn't. I just think that like Microsoft has openly said that that is one of their goals. Um, they, mm-hmm. They've made it very clear that that is the direction they want to head. Yeah. And if you're PlayStation, I, I don't know that you have a choice. I don't think PlayStation has a choice to say no long term. 
because if the if next Call of Duty is Game Pass ex, uh, Game Pass exclusive, which it could be, Call of Duty could legitimately go Game Pass exclusive, and there's a lot of people who are going to be banging on Sony's door. And if Microsoft is out there going, yeah, we we it's a Game Pass exclusive, we will happily let you play it on PlayStation Fives if Sony lets yeah. us download our uh, uh, software on their system. Yeah. Then the 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 onus becomes on PlayStation to have a system that plays the best games. And, and here's the thing. I yeah. think that the PlayStation 5 is a better system than the Xbox Series X because of the games, because of Spider-Man 2 coming, because of God of War coming, because of the Sony exclusives, mm-hmm. whereas there are no exclusives on an Xbox because they're all on my PC. And I'm, I'm very privileged to have a gaming PC that can run those things, and I'm mm-hmm. very aware of that, right? What is important moving forward is going to be access to games and a cost-effective access to games. Mm-hmm. With with full-size games costing $90 in, the, in Canada, we pay $11 a month for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And we have access to more games than we could ever afford. Yeah. Or ever have enough time to actually play through all of them. Yep. And that's how they get you, right? Because the, the cost of, like, if it's $11 a month, you're basically buying, like, a game and a half over the course of a year. But you have access to... Like you said, no. more than you could really ever play. And it's funny, we've been talking about this, we've been talking about Microsoft and Sony since we started doing the morning show, because, you know, mm-hmm. they're big companies, they're big news. And when, uh, and and this whole thing with Xbox not having exclusives, you know, in my head I was thinking, I was like, what is mm-hmm. Xbox doing? They're sc- shooting themselves in the foot. And now I see it. Now I see exactly yeah. what they're doing. It is. It is more important for them to have people sign up for Game Pass mm-hmm. than it is anything else. And it's the same reason why Windows went to a subscription model. It's the same reason why Adobe Photoshop and, and the Adobe Creative Cloud is a subscription model. It's why we pay out the butt every month for Adobe, right? Yeah. But these companies realize that all they have to do is release a product, make sure that no one really competes with them, mm-hmm. and then make sure that you have to pay them monthly for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm starting to hate it. I kind of hate Game Pass, but I have Game Pass because I can't afford to not have Game Pass because this is what I do for a living. Yeah. It, it is becoming a, like, uh, I was listening to an uh, episode of the Daily Podcast, and they were talking about the metaverse and how the metaverse is going to be this thing that, like, just slowly consumes more and more of our life. What's the metaverse? The metaverse is the concept of an online digital space where we spend the majority of our time, a la, like, Ready Player One. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think the term originally came from a book called Snow Crasher, a sci-fi novel, okay. um, and has been used for, you know, the Matrix is a metaverse, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, and recently, a lot of these companies, um, and, and Microsoft has straight up said that this merger with Activision Blizzard King is about the metaverse, is about mm. them trying to expand their um, moves into the metaverse. Yeah. And I think that what is important to acknowledge is like, we're kind of already in the metaverse. I spend the majority of the time with my friends online. Yeah. Because with COVID and right now, like COVID well, has think, shifted us into the metaverse a little bit faster, but I, I think, think we so, would have yeah. gone down this path either way. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, COVID has been... Like, yeah, has kind of been that shove down the hill, Mm -hmm. in a sense, because people are now, this is not what people are used to. Well, but it just gets to how many subscriptions are you going to have to have to have a job? You know what I mean? Like, we're we're getting to a point where it's like, if you want to work in any field, if your meetings are on Zoom, if you're, you know, at what point is it that we are paying just to have access to the basic needs of work and of society and how, you know, my biggest concern with the metaverse is going to be access for the majority to the metaverse 
being cost effective in a way that it is uh, it is equitable, right? Yeah. And you know the the weird thing about Game Pass right now is that Game Pass is making gaming equitable in a weird way because most people can afford it. The majority of people can afford if you have it now. The system to play those games obviously is a different expense, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have a system already and you can't afford to buy a new game for ninety dollars when it comes out, but you have Game Pass, mm-hmm. you get Halo Infinite Day One for eleven dollars that month. Yeah. That is a lot more affordable. And so there is like a weird, like it is making some things more equitable while also teasing this future where things are not going to be very equitable. Yeah. Yeah. Richardson brings up a good point that internet connectivity should be treated as utility and not a luxury. And it's going to have to be in the Mm -hmm. future. I mean, you know, for what we do, especially we can already like write off the internet on Mm -hmm. taxes and things like that. But like, like guaranteeing internet to every home is going to have to be the norm moving forward. Otherwise, like, (laughs) this is when this is getting, like, really in the weeds. But otherwise, like, the divide between, like, the rich and, like, middle class and the poor, like, class who cannot afford the laptop to give their kids to send to school with or have good internet at home so that they can like do do the the work that has to be done like that's like that's like a terrifying like problem that we're gonna have to come up with and here in canada it's especially bad because you have bell and you have rogers and they both suck ass and telus is also in certain areas as well but like you know they they just they jack up their internet prices as high as they want because it doesn't matter they can do anything (laughs) and that's terrifying yeah it's tough and it's only going to get tougher in in the next years i think Mm -hmm. that it's going to be noticeable how um these conversations are going to be be more and more prevalent as we get more and more into the society i think that the uh, you know one of the things about the pandemic that has really put this in the forefront Mm -hmm. is multiple children families just struggling to get all of their kids onto a zoom there's separate zoom classes because you need a stable internet connection to have five HD videos running into your house for your five kids who are in different grades, right? Yeah. And like that is a, and and, and that's, you know, hoping that the parents aren't working on a VPN that is sucking up a bunch of your bandwidth, right? No, but yeah. but these are real well, things yeah. that we have to consider right now. Because everyone's working from home as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to say everyone. A lot of people. A lot of people are. Uh, the, you know, the, the, I want to be just clear about that. Yeah. But it, it, it is interesting, as and well. it's more work from home here in yeah. the states. It's much more open. We're we're in a we're in a we're fully in lockdown right now. We we're, can't yeah. go anywhere. We're speaking from like our experience yeah. here in Canada right now. But yeah, you can't like you you can't walk into most places and like hand in a resume anymore. Not- There's like an online system that you have to go through. You have to jump through hoops and like you know. Yeah. Luckily, like libraries still exist, but like. They, they wouldn't if they hadn't have been instituted, like, yeah. forever ago. I don't even know how old can libraries you imagine? Are, but... Can you imagine trying to convince people to build libraries now? No, no, no. No, no one would go for it. No, yeah. no, one, no one would think it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, one thing I, 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 I do want to say about this is uh, I am hopeful that Microsoft takes this opportunity to kick all of the Activision Blizzard employees who suck out. Just, just Bobby, just, 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 just fire Bobby Kotick. Maybe in, like, an embarrassing way. Maybe, like, I don't know. Like, kick him to the curb, literally. Just some, like, humiliation would be fun. Um, Yeah, that's kind of the only, like, silver lining I can see out of this is hopefully they do the right thing. But it's only silver lining if it happens. Right now, we don't even know if that's going to happen, right? Yeah, we shall see. Um, Let's move on, though. I think we've talked about that. We're late on it. It doesn't matter to us. There's not a lot of games from this company that we play, so. No, and, like, people have already said everything that, you know, 
somewhere. Is Insomniac under Activision? Or did Activision just make the old Spider-Man? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, We will probably play some of these games. That's because we have Game Pass. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's stick with some video game news. Y'all, this was our title story today. Did Team Rocket leak Pokemon Legends Arceus? Because that game is out in the world. Yeah. You can uh, you can watch everything. You can watch the entire game, or you can be spoiled on the entire game by opening YouTube and seeing thumbnails that are just straight up spoilers for the final fight. Yeah, if you put spoilers in your thumbnails, you are the scum of the earth. <clears throat> yeah, like I hope that you always have a hangnail, because like th- like what is That's wrong? So with mean. You? Yeah. So is spoiling in thumbnails. I know. I I've been spoiled on the end of. Arceus already, and yeah. I'm really upset about it. It's uh, Sir Jamaris is playing it right now. Oh man, I'm jealous. Um, I'm not. I don't. I don't dig no, the spoiler. I don't dig the leak culture. No, no, I don't dig the. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing the game, but oh, yeah, no, yeah. I don't. I yeah, I don't ever look up spoilers, or I don't ever look up leaked footage. I don't ever looked up like any leaks. And just, there are different kinds of leaks, right? Like the Poke, the Pokedex leaked, and I looked at that because I don't think that spoils the game for me no, to know no, no. who the new Pokemon are. I think Nintendo should have been running campaigns about all the new Pokemon to get us hyped for it. I don't know why they're hiding it. It's very weird to me. Because some of them don't look good. <laughs> well, what? Well, what, what? Yeah, but that shiny Zoroark, the new shiny Zoroark, that purple though, is fire. Okay, so one Pokemon it's literal fire. Looks the good. new Samurai looks really good. <clears throat> All right. The the new uh, I think it's Ghost Water Samurai. Or no, no, no. Typhlosion's Ghost. Mm. The new Samurai looks really cool. There's a lot of really cool Pokemon coming to the game. I'm excited to play it. Um, I'm more excited now that I've seen some of the, uh, seen people talking about it. Um, some of the stuff coming out of the Japanese press who've already played the game was really hot on it. But if you do want to watch the game, people are streaming it on Twitch right now. And um, thanks, I hate it. <laughs> thanks, I hate it. Yeah, and yeah. they're playing, and the crazy part is they're not even playing it on the Switch. They're playing it on an emulator. <laughs> so yeah. the, the, the files have been ripped, moved to an emulator. People are already emulating new Switch games. Wild. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. If you spoil in thumbnails, you are the worst, and I don't like you. Yeah, but also like, I people do it for clout, I guess. But you're just shooting your own content in the foot. Well, no, and and if you do that, guaranteed people will click onto it and in the comments engage with the video, being like, "You spoiled it." Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. You know, people people try and make people mad for engagement, and it works. But you will lose your channel. Is what I'm saying. Like, what? Like, uh, uh, if you are the kind of person who does these practices to get viewership, eventually you're going to lose monetization or you are going to lose your channel, right? Like, the copyright strikes that you get from making this kind of content are super dangerous. It's mm-hmm. why you aren't seeing the big streamers do it. Yeah. It, in the short term, it feels like it's helping you out, right? Mm-hmm. But in the long term, it, it is not good for... If you are a content creator... And you're like, oh, I'm going to get an edge up on other people by playing Arceus early. I'm telling you right now, that is not the right way to build your community. You are going to cause problems for yourself in the long term. Either because, A, you're not, if you become known as a leaker, people are going to, they're going to click on your content for that. And if they click on your content for that, you have to be leaking all the time. And that is a risky business to get into. Risky business. Second of all, eventually you will lose monetization on your YouTube channel. Mm. And you will lose monetization. We, we have friends who have lost monetization for much simpler stuff than that. Yeah. 
And you know, if you get to any scale where you act when you where you start making real money at it, if you're streaming to like six viewers, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. They're not going to crack down on you. But if you get to any scale where you start making money at it, they're going to crack down on the fact that that's what your content is. Yeah. And you're going to either have to pivot at that point and hope to God that your audience comes with you, which most of the time they won't, mm -hmm. unless you're really funny, or you're going to just lose all of the stuff you've built up and have to start from scratch again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just 100%. not, it's just not, it isn't a good practice. Well, and yeah, especially, um, Landoav. Sorry, I'm mm -hmm. butchering your name and I really apologize. But Nintendo especially, mm -hmm. they are, that like, they are, they do not mess around. Um, even, remember when they did the Nintendo Direct and they're like, you're not allowed to, to react to this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we, we did it anyway. So did everybody else. But like. Yeah, Nintendo is is is. When very... we did it to, sp I, I like if they hadn't said that we we're still gonna do it. But like once they said that, like if we will sue you if you um co-stream the video, yeah, I was like, really well now I have to co-stream your video because you can't sue me for that. Yeah, like you, li there's literally nothing you can sue me for that. No, that's not illegal. Yeah. It is a public live stream. I have every right within American and Canadian copyright law to co-stream your video. Uh -huh. You can't just claim that it's against the law because you want it to be. Yeah. It's absurd. Also, yeah, it's, it's absurd crazy. for you to say that you don't want us to react to it. That That's the market of this. Yeah. That, that that's <laughs> why you are doing this. Like, that is why you're putting... Cause, yeah. It, mm. Yeah. It just... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, let's move on. Let's move on. It's same topic. But um, talking about Nintendo and their uh, very religious um, copyright claims practices, uh -oh. uh, there was a, a, a game designer. His name is Dragon underscore Game Dev Two on Reddit. Uh, he made a he made a challenge for himself to make a new video game every month in 2022. And so for January, the game that he created was a first person shooter. Uh, Pokemon game where you have a shotgun and you shoot Pokemon um, and uh, it, 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 I can't show the video on stream but I'm showing Clarice right now and this is her reaction I, I why literally like why would you this is gonna load I don't know yeah but that's it yeah that's yeah mm, why so he made that game and uh, Nintendo's response to it was copyright claiming it everywhere uh, you cannot go uh, on Reddit. It is still up because Reddit is notoriously um, difficult to have things removed from. Mm -hmm. uh, but the uh, Twitters, the YouTubes, Nintendo has gone around and shut this game down. Fair? Oh, a though? thousand percent fair. Like, I'm like, uh, that's kind of like that is literally stealing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, he wasn't selling it. Okay. So it's not theft. It's like IP infringement. It's just a different. It's, yeah. It's, it's okay. dumb. It's just a different thing. But um, it is a first person shooter of a children's game. Well, exactly. And that's the thing is the Nintendo brand is at stake mm -hmm. with this game. And of course, they jumped on this as soon as possible. I am not surprised. So my question is, what do you think that this means for that PAL world game that we reacted to? Well, that one's not literal Pokemon. Yeah, but it's like close enough. Like I, I wonder if, if Nintendo's going to try. Pocket monsters, then maybe. But fair. I wonder if Nintendo's going to try and shut that one down too. They might be trying. I just, I don't think that that, like, I, I don't really think that they have grounds for that because it's, it's like inspired by, right? Yeah, it's an you homage know? to Pokemon, well, exactly. but with murder. 
Yeah. Murder. I guess. I don't say murder the way that you say murder. Murder. That's my, it's one of my favorite things that you do. I just love the way that you say that. I think it's so funny. It happened like one time in like Subnautica. Yeah, when the fish got eaten by the plant. And I just, it stuck. Oh, it lives in my brain rent free. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where that one came from. Uh, It's still a violation whether you sell it or not. That is complicated because that's not 100% true. And that, that's, but it is kind of true, and that's why it's yeah, weird. <laughs> it is occasionally true. Copy IP law in the United States is so complicated. It's so absurdly complicated, intentionally so, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want it to be clear because then people would find loopholes. But the, the loopholes within the loopholes of copyright law in the United States are bonkers weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, no one understands it except Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Yeah. Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos, a notorious uh, fanatic about copyright law. It's his favorite thing. It's super weird. Are you making up the news? Or I'm 100% making up the news. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, speaking of making up the news, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Clarousse makes up the news. It's too early for this. It's the same time every week. No, it's not. It's usually near the end of the show. We're 30 minutes in. That's like the halfway point. Which is when we do this segment. What are you talking about? It's usually later. No, it's not. Sometimes I do it at the beginning of the show to mess you up. True. Because it's normally (laughs) at the end of the show, and that's why it messes me up. All right. Make up the news. Come on. Um... Um... (laughs) 130 times we've done this. Yeah, and it doesn't get easier. Because every time I make up the news, I've already, like, used up something. You know, I can't, like, give you another plot of another Spider-Man movie. Like, I mean, you could. You could straight be like, here's the plot of Spider-Man 4. Didn't I do Spider-Man? I, I didn't no I make idea. up the plot of Spider-Man No Way Home before it came out? I wish I could say I remembered all the times you've made up the news. But I legitimately don't. There goes the laptop. Or the, the iPad. iPad. It's, it's fine. fine. It's just an iPad. Um, it's just it's just an iPad. You know what, Rock Mage? It might have. All I'm saying is it might have been helpful. Ten more minutes okay. would not have helped. Rock Mage is absolutely correct. Ten more minutes would not have prepared you for the news in any way. You you're right, Richardson. I just could I could repeat them and and, and Nerdy would not remember. I would once you're in it, I would remember. You'd be like, wait a second, yeah. deja vu. Yeah, it's like when I'm like, I can't say that. What? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Make up the news. I was gonna, I was gonna make a joke, but then I'm like, it's this is the morning show. That's too dirty a joke for the morning show. It's before noon. It's before noon. Oh God. Um. I don't have things to look at anymore to, like, inspire me. So this oh, is that difficult. is tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I can't, like... Get you don't have the, like, bookshelf off to the left there? Exactly. I should it just start so stacking much. things on the shelf here. Just, like, random items. I'm, I'm assuming the people who listen to this podcast, this is the best part. When we're talking about, like, the room oh, they that they can't see. Oh, they probably skip forward. They're like, these guys, do they know they're doing a podcast? Um, well, 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 well. The news. Mm-hmm. That's the, a segment. The news. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's news. You've said that. Mm-hmm. It's my process. 
Um. Um. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead you in, and we're gonna do this. All right, you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, everyone's favorite segment, Clarousse makes up the news. Hi, I'm Clarousse, and I have news. Oh, news. I, yes, I have the newsiest of news. Okay. Yeah, um, on that note, <laughs> um, Newsies is, uh, is, is, is getting a sequel, um, and it's going to be uh, the Newsies go to Santa Fe. Um, yeah, and, um, it's, it, they, they all get, like, their trip sponsored by, like, one of those Make-A-Wish companies. Um, um, the... One of the Make-A-Wish companies? Yeah, yeah. Is there more than one Make-A-Wish company? There's, I, I don't know, I don't know when Newsies takes place. Um, so they are, they're getting sponsored by the Make-A-Wish company because the kid who has, like, the crutches, he's got, like, the bad leg. You mean crutchy? Crutchy, that's it, that's the one. <laughs> he, um, uh, is uh he's gonna die uh and so <laughs> so they're sending all the newsies to santa fe um and the plot line is that they get there and santa fe is not what they <sighs> expected um santa fe has actually um uh been taken over by uh the secret invasion um so the, <laughs> the scroll uh then um capture the newsies to try to recruit them for their plans and send them back to New York City. Um, watch and find out. And see what happens if the Newsies cave or not. <laughs> so, my question is: Is Christian Bale coming back to do the sequel? Yeah. Was Why are you he looking in the at... Broadway show? No, he's in the movie. Oh, I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> I saw it uh, live. <laughs> my friends did it. No, Christian Bale. Has you haven't even seen the Broadway. You saw the Toronto production of Newsies. I saw a Toronto production of Newsies. <laughs> How did you not know Christian Bale's in Newsies? Uh, it's like it, if Christian you want to see Bale Christian Bale got sing, the really strong jawline, right? What? Christian Bale. I'm trying to. I'm trying to picture his face. I'm so sorry. You don't know who Christian Bale is. I know is. who it is. I He's know Batman. Which one? The B- Bale Batman. The Dark Knight Rises. That Dark Knight. That Batman Begins. Oh, okay. Uh, no, he's not Bat. It's Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yeah. Does Robert Pattinson sing in this movie? Um. Yes, actually, he's been taking lessons. Um. <laughs> I love that we have a Russian like. I, yeah, I don't know what Ghostbusters this is. hacker. <laughs> Ghostbusters hacker. Should I try and read the Russian? Go for it. Uh, yeah, no, well, it's actually. Can't, you just deleted it. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, all right. Well, that was uh, that was the news today. I can't believe I I love when you I say someone like uber famous, and you're just like I, I have no idea. Uh huh. You nope out on like people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. If people don't stay relevant in my head, like. You don't live there rent free. Out of you, sight, out of mind. Yeah, exactly. Like you, if you if you left for like a week, I'd forget what you look like. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're the exception. You are the only exception. <laughs> I'm 
sorry. Just being honest. Lego the Skywalker Saga finally has a release date. The long-awaited video game that's about all of the nine Skywalker movies is coming in April. <laughs> There's a new trailer. The game looks really cool because of like the lightsabers <laughs> and the Lego. It's going to be a good time, and I'm very excited for it. It's Star Wars. You don't seem very excited. I am very excited. My wife just punctured my heart with a dagger of hostility I and angst. I was making a joke, okay? I was being funny. And now I, I, I the only joy left in my life is the anticipation that we will be getting Lego the Skywalker Saga. The old, We're going to L.A. For work. It's going to be hot. We're going to Disney. If it's open. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm actually very excited for Lego the Star Wars Saga. I'm a big fan of Lego Star Wars games. And uh, I've been waiting, like, <laughs> like so many people, I've been waiting for this game for forever. And it's just kind of been one of those ones that felt like COVID was just kind of making it hard for them to get it out. Mm. Hard for them to finish it up. But we finally got a date, April 5th, 2022. Uh, just a little bit before my birthday there. I'm very excited to finally dive in and play uh, the, the the Lego Skywalker Saga, which is basically just playing through the Lego Star Wars games that I've already played, but mixed into one game. Oh, really? Well, because they've done like the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, and I think they did Force Awake. I can't remember what that one was called. Um, so they've done them before, but this one is going to be like all of it mashed up into this big, like uber Star, uh, Star Wars game. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's sort of like what they did with like Marvel's um, uh, the Avengers Lego game, where they kind of just they threw all of the characters in. You could play with characters from the entirety of the Marvel universe. Hmm. They did the same thing with uh, DC supervillains. Uh, which was a fantastic Lego game, DC Supervillains on Game Pass, I think. Uh, oh no, it's on. Um, it was on. It was uh, the PlayStation Plus game last month. Uh, DC Supervillains is really, really fun. Mm -hmm. These Lego games have come a long way in terms of graphic graphics and capabilities, and so I'm really excited to jump into this one in April. Yeah, I actually never got into the Lego games. My mm -hmm. brothers really enjoyed them, and I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't love them, so I, I, you know, I just spent my time playing other things. But yeah, I, I know a lot of people really, really love the Lego games, so this is I, cool. They're super cozy. Yeah. Like the thing I love about the Lego games is that like I can just sit down and play the Lego games, and it's like, it's just like a nice blanket. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Of like, I can just like cuddle up, play the Lego game. It's not too hard. The jokes are funny, mm -hmm. and it's it, it's not like intense gaming. Yeah. But I don't always want intense gaming. I don't always want to be in a hardcore Nuzlocke for the rest of my life. I do like sometimes having something that I can just pick up and just like kind of. It, it's more distraction gaming than it is like competition gaming. Yeah. Um, but yeah. sometimes I like distraction gaming, and the Lego games do a really good job of blending humor and enjoyability and, and making games that are for all ages. Because you know, yeah. a lot of video gaming nowadays is is very adult driven because the gaming industry has ballooned the way that it has, and there's a lot more money in adults playing video games um, than in like younger kids playing video games, which is a flip from what it used to be, right? Yeah. Teenagers are obviously still the biggest um, chunk of that pie just because they have the time. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know how I didn't. I, I don't know either, but they, like, they're always in the Fortnite. I guess so, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, gaming has kind of swung more adult. And to see games like Lego still coming out that make gaming accessible to all ages, I think is really awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think that's dope. Um, all right. Uh, should we get into our final main story for the day, 
which is going to be the weekend box office for Boy. The, the, the past weekend. The weekend box office for the past weekend. <laughs> Let's dive into it. Um, ooh, did I not put that on the... Oh, I didn't put it on here. I'm going to have to use the How mouse. How dare. Uh, we had a pretty interesting weekend because in its uh, <clears throat> second weekend in release, Scream actually dropped below Spider-Man No Way Home. Scream had managed to beat Spider-Man last weekend, but had a pretty significant drop of about uh, two-thirds down to $12.4 in its second weekend. Spider-Man No Way Home, the gift that keeps on giving, only dropped about 29% to $14.1 million, uh, and retook the number one spot at the American box office. Uh, at the same time, Spider-Man No Way Home uh, also swung into some higher places on the all-time charts that we're going to get into in a second here. Sing 2 uh, is at $5.7 million for the weekend. Uh, and in fourth place, Redeeming Love, a movie I had literally never heard of, is at $3.7 million. Uh, and uh, that place was where the 355 was last week, but the 355 fell below the Kingsman, uh, Kingsman, I think, has just some stronger reviews, a little bit more interest there. Kingsman managed to hold on to number five for another week at 1.7 million. I can't imagine we'll see it on this chart next week. Although you never know in these COVID times how mm -hmm. things are going to go. But let's uh, let's talk about redeeming love because uh, had you ever heard of this movie coming into this weekend? No. Right? Did you watch the trailer I sent you? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's super weird. Yeah, you sent me... I started watching the trailer, and I was like, oh, this is, like, going to be a really cool story about, like, a woman who um, is able to, like, break free of being forced into, like, the sex industry mm -hmm. at a young age. And, oh, I was like, she's going to, like... She's gonna she's gonna take charge of her life and figure out a way to, to get out of the situation that she's in. It's not that at all. It's that some guy thinks that she's hot... And so is like, yeah. I'm going to save you. She's like, I don't know how to love. And then they have sex a few times. Well, and what's weird about it is that it, it the trailer that we watched <laughs> is cut like a Christian movie. Uh -huh. And it has the like Jesus song and like the, the, the like Christian imagery of like purity and like saving and overcoming sin. And it, yeah. it just, it feels like one of those, like, Christian rom-coms. Well, and the song, and it literally is, like, I'll save you. Yeah. And I'm like... But it's about prostitution. It is, it was yeah. one of the weirdest... Hey! We just got a Twitch follower while we're live on YouTube. That is so funny. I didn't That's realize the alerts were on. Amazing. Incredible. Um, uh, so, yeah, it is this weird, it is this weird movie that, like, feels like it's supposed to be a Christian movie, but is... Dealing with like mostly prostitution. Uh huh. It's, hey Joe, it's <laughs> But also the fact that it managed to make three point seven million dollars when I had when I never, never heard, heard of, it. of it. Literally never heard of it ever. And I, I like yeah. I, and we talk about this stuff for a living. Like yeah. our job is to know what's coming out. Well, and this and movie surprised me. It just it came out of nowhere. And it's based on a novel. Oh yeah, based on a bestseller. Yeah, that I was I've like, never what? heard of. Like yeah. 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 Um, uh, Eric Thorpe only knows about it because it has Famke Johnson in it, who I want to be in a good movie, but she never really has been in post-X-Men. Fair. Poor huh. Famke. I don't know who that is. I mean, not really poor Famke. She's, like, one of the most beautiful women. She's the main girl? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just... I, I was watching the trailer for this movie, and I was like, what? Is no, no, no. She's not the main girl in this. She's in this movie. 
She's she's the she would be older now. Oh, I don't she's know. The, I think she's the brothel owner. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was like, I don't. Um, yeah, so Redeeming Love uh, comes in at number four. Congratulations to that movie. You made $3.7 million. I don't know what your budget was, but hopefully it uh, it, it, it helped. less. <laughs> I, um, but yeah. in terms of uh, wild. the weekend box office, the, the big story of the weekend is that Spider-Man No Way Home managed to swing past The Lion King, not the one you like, the one you don't, uh, and um, Jurassic World to be the number six all-time global box office movie. I can't believe people saw The Lion King. I mean, I can't believe I spent money on The Lion King. But I it's figured fine. that's what you'd want to talk I'm about really in this happy, story. I'm really happy about Spider-Man. Spider-Man deserves it, for sure. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, I was surprised Jurassic World and Lion King were so close to each other. Uh, I definitely thought Jurassic World way outperformed The Lion King. That, that was definitely a surprise in reading the story. Yeah. But uh, to know that Spider-Man No Way Home in the middle of a pandemic, where a lot of theaters are closed... Theaters in the largest market in Canada are all closed. Yeah. This movie's still, still bringing in money yeah. week over week. And, um, if, and if, you know, if they open back up again before it goes out of theaters, like, we would probably go back. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would go watch it again. Right? Like I would love to go see it in IMAX again. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, the important uh, next milestone for Spider-Man is that if it can make $40 million more domestically, it will pass Avatar in uh, the... United States and Canada to be the number one, or sorry, the number three domestic grocer of all time. What are the other two? Uh, uh, Endgame uh, oh, is yeah. number two, mm-hmm. and uh, Force Awakens is number one. Okay. Um, interesting. You seem surprised by that. Just sad. Um, when Force Awakens came out, it I was... I know, I know. It was like, oh my god, Star Wars is back, and I just... Uh, mm-hmm. It's a good movie. They don't deserve the number one. Force spot. Awakens is very good. Even if, even okay, even if I was like, yeah, I like the Force Awakens, it does not deserve number one. Why not? Because it's not that good. Okay, but how does a movie deserve number one? Number one is just excitement. There is no, there is no excitement quite like the excitement for Force Awakens. For sure, I, you know, and that's why Endgame is up there as well because it's, you know, the, it was for Star Wars, it was it was making a comeback, and for Endgame, it was kind of not. It had like a big conclusion to a story it needed to tell. I just, I'm just mad about it. It's fine. Um, uh, Rock says there was a little bit of hype for the Force Awakens. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, I, you know, we're in the box office, so let's talk about Eric Thorpe reviews comment here. Do you think the Batman will be the second pandemic era movie to pass $1 billion? No. I think there is a 50-50 shot. I think it's going to be close. Um, but the fact that this Batman movie really does not look like it's for everybody yeah. is going to hurt it. Honestly, um, I think the biggest thing is that it's two hours and 55 minutes long. It's really long. Yeah. And it's not for all ages. And even for adults, it's, it's pretty it's dark. only rated PG-13. I mean, those trailers... Oh, I know, I know. I, if I watched that trailer and I had, like, a 10-year-old kid, I wouldn't, you know... Yeah, there's no way. I would have taken a 10-year-old to see Batman Begins. Right. Uh, not Dark Knight. But Batman Begins, I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't take a 10-year-old to see this movie. But also, it's three hours long. Yeah, it's so long. <clears throat> here's the thing. Here's they something... have to earn that. Well, and here's something you have to know, right? If you're if you don't follow how projection and, and like cinema times works, if your movie is longer than two and a half hours, what happens is that just because of the reality of time, mm-hmm. you lose a screening every day. There is one less screening of your movie 
every single day in every single theater because your movie is over two and a half hours, right? Mm -hmm. And so there is value in a movie like Venom being like a a clip 90 minutes, Mm -hmm. or Venom 2 at least, um, where Venom 2 gets more screenings per day than the Batman will. Mm -hmm. That affects box office long term. Ultimately, the Batman will come down to word of mouth. The Batman will come down to whether or not it is good. Yeah, if it's good, like, people will see to our, like, the the time on it, and they won't care, right? If it's good, I won't care that it's long either. Mm-hmm. But you have to earn that t- amount of time. Um, people in chat are saying Endgame was three hours. Endgame was not a movie. Endgame was an, a cultural event. And it, you, can, you can't compare the two, right? Yeah. Like, Avengers Endgame was the biggest movie event of all time. Mm-hmm. There has never been anything like it. The the coming together of 23 films mm-hmm. starring almost every celebrity on the planet to come together to pay off a story that was told a year earlier that ended in one of the most gruesome cliffhangers in the history of cinema. Mm-hmm. Like Endgame, Endgame is not the Batman. They're not comparable. The Batman is the first in this Batman series. We don't even know if we like Robert Pattinson as Batman yet, culturally. Yeah. We don't know where he's going to fall on that's, the Batmans. That's going to be a big part of it, too. Three hours is a long time. Yeah, that they, is a... I think that, like, I think that the, the, I think that production really thinks that people are going to love him and, and this portrayal of mm-hmm. him. And, like, I am excited for that and I am excited for this movie, but, um... Uh, Eric Thorpe, the the reason that, that that this movie is not for everybody is because a lot of the like footage in the trailers, at least, does not portray Batman like a good person hero. Yeah. He like violently assaults people. Um, well, and even Robert Pattinson has said that that is like part of what they're going for. Is yeah. like trying to make him. He's and like, I don't want to play here if he's clean. I wanted him to be dirty. Yeah, and like that's the story that they're they're looking to tell, and like that's that's fine. Like I'm I'm always interested in mm-hmm. people having depth and layers and backstory and that kind of thing, but th- that it is not going to be the kind of movie that everybody is willing to watch. Um, um I'm gonna point out. Uh, uh, he, uh, but Eric Thorpe said, uh, keep in mind, though, the previous two solo Batman movies passed $1 billion. Yes, but Batman Begins didn't. And Which that is what is important. the first one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And the last movie to have Batman in the title was Batman v Superman. And that movie did not make a billion dollars. That movie is so bad. <laughs> that movie was beat by Aquaman. So bad. <laughs> well, yeah. the theatri- and, and honestly, like Batman v Superman was really hampered by the quality of the theatrical cut. Yeah. Right? Like, the director's cut of that movie is... Uh, uh, um, a step and a half ahead yeah. of the theatrical cut. Yeah, the reason look, the reason that Spider-Man is doing so well is it's Marvel. It <clears> has <throat> the the clout for <clears throat> being Marvel. Yeah. It is pretty much all ages. You know, like oh, you, yeah, can, you can take yeah. younger kids to that <clears throat> and most of them are going to be absolutely fine. You know, there's probably maybe some like scary moments with the villains, um but they're like less like real nitty-gritty villains and more like CGI like Big, I don't know. Like they're they're fake looking in a sense of yeah. Not they look bad. You know they're I mean. cartoonish. Cartoonish, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's no blood. You know, well, there's a little bit of blood on Tom's face after the fact, but there's no like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. And 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 I think that the pandemic. I think that if we weren't in a pandemic, that Batman would have like a decent chance. 
of costing one billion because of, oh more than DC. If we weren't you know, in a pandemic, we in a I pandemic, would be yeah yeah. I just I think that know. I don't know that movie theaters will be open here when it comes out. I don't know how we're going to see it. I don't know if movie theaters are going to be open. Keeping in mind we that might like drive people are still across the border to see kids. Batman. Yeah, maybe we might we might drive to New York to see Batman. Keeping in mind, people are still homeschooling kids yeah, right yeah. now, right? You can't take your children along to this movie with you. Um, you might, and a lot of people will. A lot of people don't care about that. They don't. I'm just gonna say, a lot of people of gonna, a certain age. A lot of like, people will see PG-13 and they'll go, okay, it's fine. Seriously, they don't care. I'm. I know. I know. I know. I'm yeah. just saying they don't care. Um, Eric, I, I, I look. If I, I'm fine with you saying that the legendary edition of BVS isn't is is good. The theatrical cut's bad. Like, the theatrical cut's a mess. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I, I, and, and here's the thing. It's, that's not me saying, like, Zack Snyder did a bad job. The theatrical <laughs> cut was a mandate by the studio, and the theatrical cut is bad. It yeah. cuts out, it, it cuts out why things happen. It literally is almost unwatchable because... It's it's like you just take random scenes out of any movie. It just it, any great movie. It just becomes like wh- why why is yeah. this happening? And then you watch the legendary edition, and you're like, wait, you had the explanation the whole time, and you just cut it out for muddled nothing. And I think that like the general consensus <clears throat> of it as well is that a lot of people, <clears throat> sorry, don't like it. Well, but it's and the same with the Snyder Cut versus the Justice Cut, right? Like well, you, that's you what have I mean. to have the explanation. Like the previous Batman thing yeah. that came out. Other than Joker, but it's just not Batman. But the last thing that had Batman as it does have a lot of negativity surrounding it. Oh, yeah. Even and the Justice League is still admired and, like, you know. I mean, yeah. It's, uh... um, but, the yeah. I, I, I Oh, no. The warehouse fight's awesome. But the warehouse fight is also in the... the it's not redeemable. Is in the legendary cut, right? Like, the, the legendary cut is... Just it, it just makes sense, mm-hmm. and the, the, the theatrical cut does not make sense. Yeah, for sure. The, there is a chunk of the middle of that movie that is just missing, and you you can feel it, right? Like things just start happening. Characters are suddenly in places they don't need to be. The entire beginning of the movie with why the world is mad at Superman doesn't make any sense in the theatrical cut. Like it just doesn't make any sense. And then in yeah. the legendary cut, it totally does. Yeah, it one hundred percent makes sense because they set it up. They actually show you what people are mad at Superman about. Yeah, I. Warner Brothers has done, and look, I'm not the biggest fan of Zack Snyder, right? I, I've been that clear. Mm-hmm. But Warner Brothers did him so dirty yep. on every swing at the bat except Man of Steel. And Man of Steel, the theatrical cut, is awesome. It's pretty good. The end The end is a little too long. Like I've said before, I think the final fight with Zod just goes on too long. But th- that is my only complaint about Man of Well, and, and Jonathan's uh, death. Those two things are my only complaints about Man of Steel. The rest of that movie yeah. is awesome. Like, really, the the fight in Smallville in Man of Steel is fantastic. There are definitely, like, really good parts of it. There are, like you said, there are parts that I'm like, mm. like, the end, the, the, and the, that's the problem. You got to end on a high because that's the last thing people remember. And so for me, Man of Steel is just super mixed because the last thing that we got was this, this long fight where it's, I was like, oh, God, yeah. I just, you know, and that's that's tough, and that's just a part of storytelling for sure. But yeah, I, I just I think that like Zack Snyder, I think Warner Brothers wanted the the scope of Zack Snyder's vision until they got it, and yeah. then they they messed they with it, they screwed it up, and then the the best versions of every Zack Snyder movie, except Man of Steel, in my opinion, mm-hmm. were not released in theaters. Yeah, and like yeah. honestly, like Scode, I I agree. I think that there was and uh, sometimes is this like idea that longer is 
worse, which is not always the case. You just have to earn it, right? And I, that's but why But longer I, is harder to make money of. Because, because, of, yes. because of theatrical release windows, mm-hmm. longer means that your opening weekend box office uh-huh. is inherently less. Yeah. Unless you're like Endgame and you come out and every single theater in every single uh, um, megaplex is only showing your movie. When Endgame came out, the, the, there was a theater in New York City that had 18 screens. And 17 of those 18 screens for Friday and Saturday were Endgame. Yeah. And every showing was sold out. Yeah. That is how you make money at three hours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you need those additional viewings. There, If there are no additional viewings, there, there just isn't a way to pull it off. Well, and that's the thing is I think, yeah, I think and, well, if we weren't <clears throat> in a pandemic that Batman would make a billion dollars, but people are not like, but, but the fact is that it is a pandemic and people are still antsy about being in a room with other people for three hours. I will say this though. There is nothing coming out before Batman. When Batman opens in theaters March 3rd, it will be fully alone. Right, because Morbius got pushed to Morbius the is going to be April 1st. Oh, April, April. So <laughs> the, the one thing that Batman has going for it in a real, real strong way. It's going to be like the only option. There's nothing coming out between now and then. So mm-hmm. people are going to be waiting for the next big movie, I think. And there might be a movie in February that I'm forgetting about. But there's nothing huge, right? That's, that's going for it. And there isn't another big March movie right after it. It's not like mm-hmm. Batman has second week competition. Right. They're going to kind of be riding their high for a while. If if the reviews and the word of mouth on the Batman are awesome, Batman can own March for the entire month and it can just rake in money. If the word of mouth is bad, I don't know what's going to happen with this movie because there is already a narrative out there that Robert Pattinson should have never been cast as Batman. There are people who think that way. I disagree. I think his performance in Good Time, the Softy Brothers movie, more than makes him capable of playing Batman. I also think he's great as Bruce Wayne in Tenet. Um, as British Bruce Wayne in Tenet. I was like, what? He basically, he, he, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. you could show me his parts in Tenet and say that it's his audition to play Bruce Wayne. And I'd be like, yeah, he's great. He looks awesome. He's yeah. killing it. But if this movie is bad then the the narrative of Robert Pattinson should have never been Bruce Wayne will start being drug up by every single, sure. you know, toxic YouTube. You're going to see so many YouTube thumbnails from all those toxic, like, nerd channels on mm-hmm. YouTube that are like, Bruce, Robert Pattinson ruined Batman. Yeah. And that's I, not going to be what happened. It's, no. it, movies just, it's hard to make movies. It's but. like, it's a lot of the time... Generally not the actor's fault. <laughs> John Elite for Life says, isn't Uncharted in February? John, I said there were no big movies coming out in February. There's there's no, like, competition for Batman coming out in February. Wow. That movie does <laughs> not look good. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uncharted doesn't... It... I'm sure it will be fine. I'm, I, I, I have a feeling that the people who are going to love the Uncharted movie are going to be people who don't love the games. Because it, I I feel like people who love the games are going to, it's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. Whether it's good or not, I think it'll be weird. But may, maybe it's good enough to overcome that. But I, I yeah. don't know. I the, the stuff that I've seen so far has been less than exciting to me. Uh-huh. The, the, th- they keep showing that, like, Tom Holland climbing the luggage on the outside of the plane sequence is, like, the, like, selling point for this movie. And it, it's just and it's so insane. absurd. It's and, and and like you've shown me the entire scene now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, well, is is does anything else happen in this movie? <laughs> I couldn't tell. Because every trailer rests on that scene, mm-hmm. and they released that whole scene. Yep. 
like if you're if that's gonna be the big scene that you're gonna sell your movie on, don't then release the big scene that you're selling your movie on because now th- there's yeah. nothing about that scene I haven't seen already. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I, I'm confused about it. Yeah. Um, B.D. Nelson says Uncharted looks like either a legendary bomb or a surprise hit. Yeah. It depends on where Omicron's at in mid-February. That, and that's tough. Right? Like, yeah. I have a feeling Batman's going to miss it. I feel like we're peaking Omicron right now. I think people will be mostly settled in out of the, this wave by March. March. I yeah. feel like Batman is actually going to come. Batman's timing time. is going to be perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Uncharted, I don't know. Uncharted in two weeks, that's going to be, or in two and a half weeks, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be in, we, we, we're going to go see, are we going to see that? Uncharted? We'll have to go in LA. No, it's, I think it comes out uh, the day after we come back. The 17th? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's that Thursday because we fly back on the Wednesday. Mm, Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, damn. (laughs) I don't think we'll be able to see it. I would love to. Um, uh, I love Tom Holland. Uh, Richie's M7 is, it says Tom Holland has apologized for the movie before it came out. I did see that floating around. Uh, talk, and I'm going to... Um... <laughs> going to look at it. Uh, hindered by general reception of DC movies now. Scode, I think that that is also something that they're going to have to fight against, right? Because DC makes big hits and big misses. Like, I... Uh, hmm. What's the last DC movie we watched? Wonder Woman? Um, like, Wonder yeah. Woman 84 uh, was, no, there was the, um... garbage. There was the uh, the Snyder Cut was the last one. Oh, also Snyder Cut was terrible. And so I'm like really just hoping that Batman is good <laughs> so that we can like <laughs> jump back into it. Because DC has made good movies. They've made great movies. They've made fantastic movies. Let's get back into that, please and thank you. Stop bombing. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't see. Uh, I'm not seeing any like... <clears throat> I'm not seeing uh, any major stories about the Uncharted movie, so okay. or about the, an, uh, an apology. If you have like a quote, I would love to read it. But yeah, um, Batman, I feel, has been hindered by general reception of DC. The movies. Suicide Squad. The Suicide that. Squad was good. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Ontario theaters reopened January 31st. Okay. Uh, oh, the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad was awesome. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, love I the, honestly, the Snyder Cut was just a big jerk off fest for. Yeah, people. she doesn't like the Snyder Cut. <clears throat> no. I do, but she doesn't. No. If, like, 25, what, 20% of your movie is in slow motion, hmm. it's, like, 15% too much. Um, I'm just... <laughs> I agree with that. I, I have a problem with... Uh, I have a problem with the way that Zack Snyder uses slow motion for everything, which diminishes the... The moments when it's good. Because the, the way that he does um, slow motion around the Flash is so good. Mm-hmm. Like, the Flash's slow motion sequences, the, the, t- the turning back time at the end of the movie obviously is, like an epic way to end your film but he uses slow motion for so many other things Mm -hmm. that it gets in the way of the storytelling of the flash's slow motion yes agreed and like and that's just uh, yeah it's a weird yeah we don't need to get into a full snyder cut review right now we Hmm. do actually have a spoiler chat on it i think Um, it's a seven out of ten i think i think there's like room for improvement on it but i I did like it Yeah, and and I liked it. I liked it in black and white as well. I think it's worse in black and white in some places. I think the underwater stuff in the black and white edition doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, the I agree. the the color the the uh, the above ground black and white stuff looked really solid. Yeah. Until the final fight, honestly, the black and white hurts the final fight in my opinion. Um, yeah. Just because sometimes there's a lot of like white lightning on screen mm-hmm. that is distracting, whereas in the color version, the color is popping, so you don't notice the white lightning popping off as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a movie. I, it's a movie I liked enough that I sat down and watched it again. Uh, what like a week later you in black and white. It again? Oh, you did. But I sat down and watched the black and white. You didn't sit down and watch it. You like had it on. Well, yeah, but that's how I watch everything. I guess. That's that's as much of watching as I do with anything. Yeah, I don't know. The Snyder Cut is is a movie that's a great example of a movie that is way too long and does not earn it. <laughs> um, like, I, I have no problem watching a four-hour movie. I absolutely love The Lord of the Rings and will watch that any day. Uh, Snyder Cut, no, never again. Yeah, but The, the Lord of the Rings is time. one 12-hour movie. True. Like, you can't watch any of them on their own. I mean, I have before, I, think, I, I haven't think, had time, but yes. I think the biggest criticism I can levy towards The Lord of the Rings is that it, it's not something you watch on its own. Yeah, you have to put aside <clears throat> 12 hours <clears throat> if yeah. you would like to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that, that's fair. No, but I, I think The Lord of the Rings trilogy goes into a... Uh, that that's that sits in a caliber of um, masterpieces mm-hmm. that, like... There, there's very few films in that. I, I, and honestly... I think there's maybe two superhero movies that go in there, in my opinion, which is uh, Into the Spider-Verse, which I think is a masterpiece of animation. Yep. I think Into the Spider-Verse might be the greatest animated film of all time. Yeah, I um, think so. That's and right. Spider-Man 2, to me, might go into masterpieces in terms really? of, like, storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, in terms of, like, the emotional storytelling of Spider-Man 2, like, I don't know that you can do it better than that movie does. I don't love Spider-Man 2 as much as you do, but all right. That's fair. <laughs> But no, I agree that um, Spider-Verse is one of those, like, once in a, uh, almost like once in a lifetime movie where there there won't really, there won't be anything like it. Yeah, they're making a second one, but like that one did, like, it did things that just like blew people's minds when they watched it, you know? Which Spider-Man 2, like, like, uh, Toby, Toby Maguire's Spider-Man 2. The one that's called Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, for me, Watchmen goes pretty up there as well. But as a single watch movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Watchmen comic is a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. Watchmen movie misunderstands the point, but that's fine. I I have not seen it, so I yeah. <clears throat> Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption is a, is a masterpiece. That, that, yeah. I haven't 100%. watched it since school, but it definitely left an impression. Oh, it, yeah. It, it is one of the greatest movies of all time. Like, Shawshank Redemption is... Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. remarkable. Um, Lord of the Rings movies were done. Studio didn't put much talking good TV shows. What? Titan? I don't... I'm not sure. If Percy Jackson's Lord of the Rings movies didn't exist, they would have done a TV show rather than movies. I would not at the time. They no TV show could have afforded to no, do it. No, right? they could not have had the budget for that. <laughs> what Snyder mm-hmm. misunderstanding the point of a comic? How is that possible? It never happens except every time. Never happens except every time. <clears throat> Zack Snyder is perhaps the greatest cinematographer director of all time, who doesn't understand people. Almost at all. No. I think, like, you know, like, people have that conspiracy that, like, some people are lizards. <laughs> He's He does not understand humans. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I, like, you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, like, it's, it's, on, and on the other hand, it's tough because uh, Snyder does some incredible things. Oh, he, he, visually, he does incredible things. Right. He just doesn't get the people involved. And it, mm-hmm. it's consistent, right? Like when it's like when we watched Army of the Dead. Yeah. Nobody is a human being in that movie. Yeah. They're all like cut, copy, paste, two dimensional like faces. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's so weird. James Kevin says they changed the ending of Watchmen just like Lynch changed the ending of Dune. Yeah, but 
Yeah. I haven't watched the David Lynch Dune yet, and I actually do want to see it. So I love that movie. I know you do. I've never read the book, though. I've only seen the two Dune movies, and I have a preference that is not of the popular opinion. Definitely not. Uh, Definitely not. Although, I have a feeling that when the second one comes out, Denis Villeneuve's Dune will become my preferred Dune. When the second one comes out? And I keep saying this. I liked Dune, but... It's 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 like Lord of the Rings. It's like okay, Fellowship no, of the Rings was fun. No, but like, it's I want not, to see no. the story finish. No, it is not like Lord of the Rings. The Fellowship of the Ring by itself is still a fantastic movie. Oh, I, I'm saying I I agree that the Fellowship of the Ring is better. But if I only got the Fellowship of the Ring, I'd be like, all right, well, I don't know what the point of that was. Sure, but okay. like Dune doesn't. Do, you can't. No, you I I just compare. think I think that all, <clears throat> I think that all part ones are inherently flawed until part two comes out. The part ones definitely have a harder time, but, like, but but Lord of the Rings did it perfectly. Like, I, that's, like, the... Oh, but, but we can say that now because they stuck the landing. But, like, if Return of the King had been a sloppy mess... Then Helm's Deep would still have been incredible. Yeah, but you wouldn't go back and watch them as much. Yes, like, I would. your love for them would not be the same if, <laughs> if it didn't end on such a great note. Like, Denis Villeneuve's Dune is... I really like it, right? Like, I really, I, I, I like a lot of what Denis Villeneuve did. I just I, felt hollow about the the story ultimately. Well, and, and they can the, fix that, but uh, not fix that. But they, if they, they pay it, it off, yeah, then I will go back and look at the first one differently. Yeah, I just have a really big problem with what they did with certain characters because I read the book right before I saw the movie, and like the one strong female character that you have, they literally just like ruined, and I was like. Okay, well, never mind then. Um, Eric is saying that maybe he's a lizard because all of DC's, uh, Snyder's DC movies have touched on him much level. I think Snyder's DC movies are his best characters. I think that outside of the DC because universe... source material. Outside of the DC universe, he struggles with characters more than he does in DC. Mm-hmm. I think that even within DC, though, he, there, are str- there, are, there are definitely character development struggles. Um, in term- especially in terms of like pacing character development can be tough in Snyder movies. Um, Man of Steel struggles with that, and, and like, and like, it goes back to like the 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 time I knew that I wasn't going to be fully on board with Zack Snyder's DC universe was the way that John Kent dies. Yeah, right. Because it it has it nothing to do with teaching Superman the lesson that he learns from his dad's death. Yeah, and that the, from that moment on, I always knew like there is this linchpin at the center of the Snyderverse that doesn't work for me. Yeah. And that's fine. I still like the movies, right? Like, mm-hmm. I will still... I'll watch the Batman movie Superman Ultimate Edition with you if you want. I'll, like, chug a few beers and let's let's go, right? Um, I'll watch Zack Snyder's Justice League again with friends. I won't watch it on my own again, probably. It's very long. Mm-hmm. I don't have four hours of my life very often. But there are, there are, like, beats of that movie that I'll turn on, you know, when Clarissa's streaming. And I'll just watch the fight, right? Mm-hmm. Just because I, I, like, I like the final fight. I think it's really well designed and shot. I like it more now that I've watched it a few times. And I kind of understand the scope of it a little bit better mm-hmm. um but um there the i think that honestly like i think that if Zack snyder could just bring in like a script person to help him kind of just get the pacing of the character development cleaner in his movies mm-hmm. i think that with his visuals and he's a master of the camera right like i don't know that there are many directors who can move a camera in a scene the way that he does. Mm-hmm. I think that he is a master. He just, he he needs, like, like George Lucas had with Marsha Lucas, I was right? going to say, it's the he, Lucases. <laughs> he needs a partner to, who who really understands character development. Mm-hmm. And then 
it, it, I think it would really benefit his films in terms of them having a wider appeal than they have right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree with that 100%. Um, Because no one makes better images than he does. I, I honestly, like, there, there's probably a thousand different paintings in Justice League that you could hang in your home, and it's it's art, right? Like, yeah. Zack Snyder makes art films. Yeah. And I, I, I will never say that he doesn't. I, I love his images. Mm-hmm. Um. Barring some of the CGI and Man of Steel, but they were figuring out the DC universe back then, yeah. so I, I forgive that one because it was the first. But like the the credit intro to Army of the Dead, incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, awesome. Like yeah, the first twenty minutes of Army of the Dead are awesome. Yeah. It, it falls a little bit apart after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the plot kind of falls apart after that. Yeah. <laughs> this really just became Zack Snyder talk. Welcome to Nerdy Nightly Zack Snyder talk. <laughs> we talk about him a lot. Here's the thing I will say about Zack Snyder. He stays relevant. We're still talking about him. Yeah, we're still talking about him. And I have him. more thoughts, right? Like, yeah. I can't say the same about a lot of Marvel movies. No. no I like them. They're, they're, they, are, they are an easier watch. Yeah. Um, they, they go down smooth. And that's why Marvel makes money. Yeah. But it is it, there's less to talk about in most, not all, but most Marvel movies than in any Zack Snyder movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richard Sim 7 says 300 was great. Yes, but 300 doesn't have any characters in it. It just has muscles. It's just a bunch of muscles. <laughs> we like muscles. Also, I, the, the Lena Headey storyline is, it hasn't aged well, but, um, mm. uh, yeah. Um, uh, Marvel movies are easy to digest and don't make you think entertaining, but bland. I wouldn't say bland. Bland is not the right word for it. They're safe. They're safe. Yeah, the Marvel yeah. movies are, are safe. Um, I, I, I don't think that, like, like bland movies to me are ones that have no excitement. There is so much excitement in Marvel movies. There's just not a lot of, like, depth. And there's no, there's no, like, big reaches. Like, there's, like, they don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. And most Marvel movies don't miss because they don't make big swings. Yeah. And, like, that's fine. They're, they're exciting in a way that, like, people, that, that like, I, I kind of know what the exciting bits of a Marvel movie are going to be going in. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i fine. I, I I love that, right? Like, I, yeah. I have no problem with you telling me stories in a way that I know I'm going to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they have they have what they they have what works. And, and occasionally they pop off, right? Like, yeah. I think that Endgame pops off. I think Infinity War pops off. I think Civil War pops off in mm-hmm. a couple places. I think, um, I think, uh... Uh, Winter Soldier is a legit movie. I think Winter Soldier might be the best Marvel movie still mm-hmm. in terms of like filmmaking quality. Mm-hmm. Um, no Way Home definitely pops off. Like I think that like they are. Yeah, um, I agree with Richardson Seven though. Um, Guardians was not safe. Guardians of the Galaxy is the big swing of the Marvel universe. Yeah, but that's the thing. Marvel's made what a hundred movies. <laughs> Like how no, many? Twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, and and that's what I mean. Like the the majority of them. Are like the are are the story that we kind of already know and understand mm-hmm. in 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 a sense, right? There like there are definitely things that they do within them to make them stand out, but none of them are like big crazy swings. Like Guardians would be the the one that I would say is different for sure, yeah. for sure. I think and Guardians, taking a chance on James Gunn, whose provocative movie structure before that, like yeah. James Gunn wasn't making safe films. Slither no, no. is not a well, Marvel but, movie, well, right? But that's the thing, right? Like the Suicide Squad is a huge swing, mm-hmm. right? That is mm-hmm. like a swing and a home run, right? <clears throat> Marvel does not take big risks like that most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. But even people like Thor Ragnarok, I would say that after Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok wasn't a risk. 
No. Taika Waititi is, no, they knew without they a doubt, doing. one of the funniest men alive. Mm-hmm. Taika Waititi has never made a bad movie. Yeah. Ever. Taika Waititi, I don't know that Taika Waititi has made a bad anything. Mm-hmm. If you look at Hunt for the Wilder People, if you look for um, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, Taika Waititi makes banger films. I don't know that that's a risk after Guardians of the Galaxy to be like, hey, Taika Waititi, do your version of what James Gunn did. And mm-hmm. he crushed it, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would not say that that was a safe... I wouldn't say that was a risky move. I think putting things in Taika Waititi's hands is one of the safest things you can do. Because <laughs> you are going to get a good movie out of it. Yeah, yeah. The, and that's the thing He is- made... He played Hitler in a comedy and it fucking worked. And it was one of the most critically acclaimed movies that came out that year. Taika Waititi turned Hitler into a joke, played him, and it worked. There is no man who could make a Marvel movie safer than the man who made Hitler non-controversial. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, absolutely. And, th- and that's the thing is, once Marvel knows that something is a hit, they, they will take that and they will, mm-hmm. in a same sense, recycle it. They won't do the exact same thing most of the time. Like, you know, yeah. they're not... Looks and sometimes, sometimes, but like they like Shang Chi is Black Panther. Shut up! I love Shang Chi. Oh no no no! no. They're both Um, incredible, but like they Shang Shang Chi owes a lot to Black Panther in terms of like the how that movie's um, structured. Yeah, it it works like hell. Don't get me wrong; I love it, but like they're very you know the Marvel finds things that works and then it puts a different coat of paint on them sometimes. Oh yes, yeah. yes for sure, and that's where it gets the criticism of of that from, and that's why like I think safe Marvel it generally plays it safe is like fairly accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I definitely not all the time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that wasn't me. T- I I want to be very clear. That wasn't me taking a dig at Shang Chi or Black Panther. I think both of those films are They're incredible, both absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah that's um, not. Yeah, yeah. I I think Shang Chi is remarkable, and Simulu is going to be a star for the next twenty years at least because he's just his charisma is yep. next level. Um, also, uh, Tony Leung is the hottest man in that movie, and I will not explain <laughs> anything. Are we taking no more questions at this point? Uh, we have yeah. to get out of the house. We have, we have to, to go. leave in so, 30 minutes, yeah. We have to leave probably minutes. sooner than that. 20 minutes. Because uh, there might be traffic. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be the end of the Nightly Morning Show. Thank you for so much for this uh, conversation that was about the news and then went off the rails because I like to talk about things. No, it's fun. Clarice, do you have anything to plug at the moment? Aside from your uh, YouTube channel absolutely blowing up. Um. Yeah, if you want to go over to my YouTube channel, it's, it's doing good. I also finally made a video about the incident with Honey Burdette. Mm-hmm. So if you were following that at all, if you're interested to know what happened and how I lost out on $117, that video exists. Yes, it does. Um, and then, yeah, and then I'm going to be streaming on Wednesday. I am not streaming today, unfortunately. We're going to get our boosters. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I will be uh, I will be streaming, that's the word, on Wednesday. Yeah, and I just want to say, I know that we are at the peak of Omicron, and I know uh, it's risky in a lot of places, so just uh, be safe. Stay safe. Uh, If you are not fully vaccinated yet, please get vaccinated. It is the best thing that you can do for yourself and your health. And for um, others. And for the people (laughs) that you love around you. As always, you can follow me over at uh, Nerdy Nightly over Mm -hmm. on Twitch. If I'm feeling good tonight, I might stream some Pokemon. Um, depending on how the booster depending feels. on how the booster feels uh, we I we have to finish this Nuzlocke before Friday because Arceus comes out and I think we're both streaming Arceus on Friday we are both streaming Arceus we're, on Friday I think she's going to do first I'm going to do second I might stream all night uh, depending on how much I love it so uh, get ready for that it's going to be a lot of fun grab your coffee <laughs> and as always y'all 
Uh, my name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. This was the nightly morning show, which means that it's currently morning. But tonight, I want you to do one thing. What is that? Do something nerdy. Yeah. That. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>